1: What up yo, it's me, Cannabis Industry Lawyer Tom. We have another episode of cannabis legalization news today and uh, lots of big stuff happened. We have some data from the lockdown and what did cannabis used to then? Uh, and then we're gonna talk about some other state news. We're gonna end. And of course, remember, if you're in Illinois and you didn't get a craft grow license, you have a week and a day, not even a weekday, but a week and a day to get your lawsuit on file. And of course you would have had it been 21 because it is the legal cannabis industry. Joining us for another episode of Cannabis Legalization News is me and Biggie. What's going on, man? Data. Right on. Data. We have data. data. Oh, boy. Thumbs up, like, subscribes for the data if you guys are into that type of thing. And uh, Reuters is. It's our lead story. It has to do with Reuters. Don't forget, of course, when you're going over to Reuters.com, you can also stop over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and get in touch with us on your cannabis company. But uh, this one's being reported out of Reuters. Hey, cannabis use has risen with legalization and COVID lockdown, according to the United Nations report.
2: It's just more
1: people realizing that cannabis is not the plant that are told. Well, there's somebody enjoying the plant in a cafe in central Israel. Nice. And uh, let's see here. There's somebody enjoying the plant under uh, the new laws in Thai, Bangkok. And then there is uh, somebody enjoying uh, the plant in Sao Paulo, Brazil. After uh, a march for decriminalization, it is an international news story about increased use. Is that a good thing to
2: you, Miggy? Oh yeah, man! I just think it's more people realizing uh, the lies that were being told. Right? Like even in uh, Ukraine with the war, they're being they're they're speeding up their medical uh, programs. So you know, people are realizing this. They've been living in bullshit.
1: <laughs> you it know has I mean? been a lie. They're a all lie. realizing the lies. Uh, And they have a lot of information on there. And it came out of Vienna, Austria. Shout out to them. Uh, Places including the United States. They saw uh, stuff go up, usage go up in the United States during lockdown. And it's the United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime. Because if you have crime, you need drugs. Uh, said yeah. in it's annual world drug report. Various United States have legalized, uh, starting with Washington, Colorado in 2012, by the way, and Canada kicked off uh, the federal legalization in 2018 in Illinois. And I'm sorry, not Illinois, but the United States still hasn't four years
2: later. But again, I mean, you made a great point there about the office on drugs and crime. I mean, start with the the foundation of what's given us this information, which is bullshit, right? Like the way they're viewing cannabis as this drug, this nefarious thing is off the go wrong. So, you know, it's it's only a matter of time before everybody realizes that cannabis is an aspirin almost, right? It's like it's non... I mean, actually, aspirin can kill you. I had never heard of anybody getting killed by cannabis except for like bales of hay
1: falling on you. Or (laughs) they get killed as a result of its illegality. Uh, That's one of the problems. But no, it's a great plant. It should be legal. Uh, I did an interesting interview yesterday with Slate Magazine. And then uh, about how hemp and Delta-8 and all these other things and the weird classifications of this plant. And it's either just like the most heinous Schedule One super crime, like, you know, can't pay your taxes, everything's in cash. Oh, getting kicked out of another bank, are you? You know, like that bad. Or it is an agricultural commodity with the presence of one chemical called Delta-9-THC, provided that there's more than 0.3%.
2: That, right, I mean that's the thing. It's not even just like if that cannabinoid's there; it's a matter of the percentage of it is, which is still an ignorant way to look at it. This is well, not. It's
1: created a whole cottage industry of edibles that are derived from hemp that have pure delta nine, because you can have a five gram—that's five thousand milligrams—in a gummy, like right in like uh, one of those gummy bear. How much does a gummy bear weigh? I don't oh, know. Shit. I'm going to Google how much does a gummy bear weigh. Hey, if well, you're you guys allowed are to have at home.
2: What's that? You're saying you're allowed to have that much Delta nine in a uh, in a gummy nationally, though.
1: You have to be Delta nine compliant. So you have to have 0.3 percent or less by dry weight basis. And so the volume of a gummy bear is two point nine grams. And so if we take math, you know, that one thing uh, and we say, OK, so that's two point nine grams. That's Twenty nine hundred milligrams, by the way, and we can only, we can, we have to get rid of ninety nine point seven percent of it, right? So then you multiply that by, let's see, 0.997, and that is twenty eight ninety one. Subtract that from one, one being twenty nine hundred, and you get eight point seven milligrams. So you could put eight point seven milligrams in THC then into a two point nine gram gummy bear. That's a pretty robust uh, dosage, I'd say, eight point seven grams, of milligram's, and so most most uh, gummies are in ten milligram increments, at least in the regulated states. Five, sometimes you see micro doses at two, yeah. Uh, but that's milligrams, and so that means that it you can have gummies, and they're available online. Uh, they ship interstate. It's uh, an agricultural commodity. It's hemp. It's legal. And so, like, it's just showing that they don't know what they're doing or how they're regulating this plant.
2: Well, and then, I mean, you find case of that, being here in Washington State where there was controversy uh, two years ago uh, where a hemp extractor was turning the Delta-8 to Delta-9 and, and putting that into the 502 market. So, you're right. I mean, it definitely shows that these people don't know what they're regulating. I, it's just insane and maddening. hmm hmm It sure is
1: insane and maddening. Speaking of... Uh, You do if you are an Illinois cannabis applicant for a craft grow license who failed to get it. So that means that out of the 450, 88 got them. So there's about 350 uh, disgruntled cannabis applicants out there. Remember, uh, jurisdictional deadlines are coming for you July 7th. So if you're listening at home uh, on the podcast, Cannabis Legalization News, or you are uh, watching on one of the uh, places that we broadcast, uh, get in touch with us
2: at tomacollateralbase.com dot com if you have not figured out how to sue the state yet they got a, we got a comment here that that's the problem They haven't done enough to regulate, but I think they've done too much to regulate honestly, you know uh with what we have now, you know lab regulations, the only regulation that needs to be done, but because of the ignorance, we gotta do the seed to cell tracking we gotta regulations. You know, I mean, the seed to sale tracking, you're going to have to do like go buy a pack of smokes
1: and look at the, not, not the stuff that we like to talk about, like the ones that will actually addict and kill you, turn them upside down and you're going to see a tax stamp on it. And so that is all that the tracking is going to be for the taxes. And then also for the recalls. I like the, I like the ability to do the recalls in case and that's a purity and safety thing. So tracking and tracing can be purity and safety and also tax um, collection. And so, and then also diversion avoidance. But the biggest diversion avoidance would be legalizing the plant as opposed to like legalizing 99% of the plant.
2: Well, and when we say legalizing, you know, deschedule, unschedule. You yeah. know, that's, I mean, it's not that, I think we, we we mix these words up together, but they're really kind of the same thing. If we unschedule it, get it off the scheduled list, uh, the market will shape itself. I think that's part of the problem with Mexico. You know, they have legal cannabis, but they don't have a regulated market. They do not.
1: They do not. Hey, we got some, uh, I guess this is a trending news. We got an election season going on. It is an election year. And what are those clowns doing in North Carolina? North Carolina. Tom and Miggy here with some trending news out of North Carolina. Uh, the North Carolina House Republicans have killed a medical cannabis bill during a closed door meeting. This was going to be an extremely limited state. There are I don't know how many people in North Carolina millions probably uh, mm. but in this limited state there was only going to be 10, 10
2: cannabis licenses. that's it Wow All right that's wow that's that's wow how do even how would you even think that this is like a, a good for the people like good for their citizens you know like how do they think that like one
1: cannabis license per million north carolinians is a good idea i'll tell you because they don't care about you they just want a nice cash flow
2: well, and then, you know, at least their medical, what it would allow for would be cancer, epilepsy, PTSD, which a lot of times uh, people don't have it on their list in the beginning, HIV and uh, Crohn's disease. Chronic pain and anxiety are not included, which is a good catch-all for most other states.
1: Uh, so is uh, PTSD. PTSD has been a catch-all, but pain is the largest catch-all. And anxiety, <laughs> yeah. I guess everybody's anxious. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm trying to buy cannabis legally. <laughs> Seriously, like cannabis.
2: Though. Yeah. Seriously, though. Seriously, though.
1: Oh, and this is one of the things that they do, where they do this in contravention of the desires of their constituency. A poll released in April, conducted by SurveyUSA, found that 57% of North Carolinians support medical cannabis legalization, including 75% of Democrats and 64% of Republicans, which I guess it means that independents are the ones that don't know is how can 60, 64% of republicans and 75% of democrats want it but only 57% percent of north Carolinians support it that's interesting
2: well i think it's also you have to look at the it's you're looking at the party it is party over state or over government right they're they're that's part of the problem right i mean how many republicans are for canvas like two gates and, Matt and gates and mace? and
1: mace that's it Those i mean two. a good
2: one and a, and and a not so good one i mean well, it's still so
1: shouldn't like every Republican from a legalized state be in favor of it? You're like, no, no, no guys, jobs, revenue, jobs, revenue.
2: Well, in Colorado, they've been dealing with that bullshit where the the Republican side still keeps trying to, uh, restrict either concentrate percentages or actually like repeal the law, which has proven that no one died. The zombie apocalypse doesn't happen. You know, it's just another thing that is in our lives. It's not a, uh, a detriment of like junkies and, and, and weird ass, uh, you know, uh, degradation because of drugs. It's so dumb. I know. Drugs.
1: Mm, okay. They're bad. Yes. Don't do them. Oops. I'm sorry about... Oh, what was that one? Hit the like <laughs> button. Good info as always. Now, uh, with that, I actually got emailed by somebody about our next story. And that oh. was one of those... Well, the, I get unsolicited emails at Tom and Collateral Base all the time. Uh, sometimes they want backlinks from my uh, websites. That's right. You know, the CannabisIndustryLaurier.com uh, website, that one people want backlinks to. But anyway, uh, this is a pot stock news. And some people that have uh, griped at me would say like, hey, thank you. Now, how about you, you know, knock off uh, you know bad and pot stocks? So we'll, we'll go ahead and do one. We're not going to bad mouth them. Uh. We got some pot stocks news over here at Cannabis uh, cannabis Legalization News. Uh, cannabis stocks, they are extremely oversold, according to New Cannabis Ventures. Shout out to Alex Brockstein. We've had him on before. He is a CFA. I never became one. Uh, you're reading a copy of this week's edition, yada. And so in his report that he sent out uh, a couple of days ago, they are extremely oversold. How oversold are they? Uh, this is the Global Cannabis Stock Index, as you can see. Oh, I guess they you know are double-bottoming. Okay, Miggy's going to take off, and I'll just go ahead and uh, kind of bring you up to speed as to what's going on in the cannabis stock market. Uh, they're down about 74% year-over-year year, or for the past 12 months trailing. Uh, and today, I got a notification that the MSOS, which is one of the ETFs that you could buy if you were trying to buy a basket of stocks like, uh, let's see here, Cresco. True Leaf, Curl Leaf, um, Harvest. Harvest got bought out. GTI. GTI is in that uh, basket. Maybe Aurora Cannabis, but I don't think so because those are the Canadian ones. Uh, anyway, the MSOS is down about 70% uh, year over year. And, and so nothing fixes higher prices like higher prices, and nothing fixes lower prices. Like lower prices, but uh, extremely oversold, according to New Cannabis Ventures and Alex Brockstein uh, Shout out to him. And then Air. Wait, that's not Air Wellness. That's that's somebody else. I thought Air Wellness was actually advertising for once. Nope. This show is a lot more fun when it's just me talking with somebody as opposed to me talking. Let's see. Let's go over some pot stocks data. Moving average on the twenty nine four twenty. Investor focus. Uh, it has fallen anywhere between 13 and 76 percent below the level. The average is 43 percent down uh, for your average cannabis stock, and of course, your average cannabis stocks are essentially penny stocks if you are even listed. Um, if you want some help getting listed, give us a call. And with that, we're going to go on into our international news, as uh, it has it has a, uh, a flare for the. Um, federal news, but then also, uh, it's just bad, bad international news, everybody. Hey, Miggy. Hey, Miggy. Did you hear about the international news? What's going on? Uh, The Safe Banking Act has been removed from the China competition bill. Crazy. I know the America Competes Act, which was going to help us onshore chips and make other stuff so we're self reliant. Remember, like how we were after World War II? Yeah. Yeah, that's been gutted. And so uh, and the Safe Banking Bill, which would have normalized financial services for the cannabis industry, has been pulled from a bill to increase competition with China. Uh, the Hill reports the measure was included in the House Democrats' Compete Act, but not the Senate's bipartisan U.S.
2: Innovation and Competition Act. That that does so much of the opposite of what it's supposed to do, right? Like, the Safe Baking Act would definitely have helped America compete better and be stronger. I mean, we need the hemp, you know, uh, as, as a replacement for biofuels and, 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 and textiles and, and other opportunities, but... If we keep shooting ourselves in the foot, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, well, we're going to continue to shoot ourselves in the foot. I, we don't even have safe banking. We've been talking about safe banking so long that, uh, you know, there's kids in college. No, okay, not college. But they're, they're maybe in preschool or uh, maybe even kindergarten. Because the Safe Banking Act we've been talking about for, I mean, I think it was it was even there when we started the podcast. It wasn't like the Safe Banking Act was brand new. It was like, oh, yeah, good luck on that. And then three years later. Hey, is the Safe Banking Act passed yet? No. God.
2: Well, we not? got the goddamn Moore Act sitting in, in the Senate. Like, can we just get this done in, in the schedule? I get the taxes and everything. You know, I just saw a quote uh, Jack Her, uh, you know, because he was very adamant about, like, no taxes and fuck the government and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But, And I totally get it. And there was a time and place for that to be needed. But for the regulation part, I mean, for the, like, people to stop going to jail part, we need to, to get this, like, infrastructure created. We need to develop it faster and better. You know, I don't want to raise a cow just so I can have a hamburger. Like we don't have to worry about half this shit. Like it's all crazy. What everybody's just like uh, uh, whining
1: about. I don't know. But then it's gotten yanked, which means that I don't know if it's even going to get passed this year. Uh, There's an election in November. So nothing's really going to get done uh, over this summer, except for like, I'm going to get asked and so will you if you've ever donated to anybody who's ever run for an office, you will also be asked for a contribution
2: wow their uh, campaign. They're all a bunch of grifters anyways, but the, the point being, I still think the Democrats are the one side that will if they can get their shit together, you know. Are you sure they can? That's the th- I've been a Democrat <laughs> in my whole life.
1: I know, I mean, right? After the past 20 years, I'm like, boy, you guys have really lost your shit. Seriously,
2: though, they have no uh, unity or whatever. Well, I don't know. I think
1: the other side has just gotten like Insane. It's oh, like yeah. they're 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 yeah, they're just like I almost
2: feel like they're stupid. You know, like ah. oh my goodness, we're gonna need to use smaller words with you guys. Well that's the thing, I think they're placating to a base, right? When you have a bunch of Harvard people and Yale graduates yeah. telling you like the the the, the elite, the elites yeah. telling you the elites out
1: there. Yeah, that's like right. that's just fucking dumb. We you know that Ted Cruz went to Harvard Law School, right? You know, it's all the these cat is he's, he's uh, not he's not you know Joe Q public. Kennedy uh, the, the Kennedy
2: down in Louisiana went to fucking yell, even though he talks he like a hillbilly. Well, that's part of the scam, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. That's I I'm was saying. Like, all these guys are full of shit. It's just how do more you... full
1: of shit than others?
2: Yes, that's exactly it. I think when we talk about extreme rights and lefts, we really got to be real, right? Like I'm more afraid of the extreme right than I am the extreme left. The extreme left is going to give me pizzas and 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 well, massages because
1: yeah. like <laughs> I, I, with the extreme left, you know, it's like oh, you should be a vegetarian. I am. Yeah, you know, I mean like should you shouldn't you shouldn't be using fossil fuels. Not, you know, try my but, best. Well, uh, <laughs> it's getting easier. Like you know, uh, we we're wind powered right now, and then that contract for whatever reason, like the, the utility companies don't almost want you to go, get off of them, you know. And so the That's wind true. power contract in Illinois didn't get renegotiated, and so it's going to be terminated. I'm like, well, where's all the wind power going to go? Nowhere. But then uh, now they have all these solar farms, so we signed up for a solar. Um, uh, farm that's supposed to come online here in four months and
2: one step yeah. at a time you know and it's also crazy how that works too i know like in arizona like uh, a lot of people who live off the grid um and do solar power they actually can like have too much energy and then they actually sell it back to the grid but then i've seen people get fined for creating too much energy because of the company it's some dumb shit in the walls
1: yeah yes there are that's yeah. uh
2: Preaching to the
1: choir, there, Maggie. Preaching, no doubt. The choir with some dumb shit there in laws. Hey, is it uh, is it about uh, some time right now? Let me uh, just uh, magic hour. Magic hour, eh? What type of hour is that? Oh, hey, it's surprise! 420
2: like somewhere. You got your. Uh...
1: I thought you were going to hit the bumper.
2: <laughs> you know. I'm trying to... Hey, I'm trying to find it.
1: Okay, I got it.
2: Gotch the pooch on that one, didn't I? Hey, I'm just a walking technical difficulty today.
1: How come you're a walking technical difficulty today? Isn't Shouldn't you be like a little bit more on point? You do work on the Microsoft campus.
2: I'm turning shit on and off all day, baby. I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. Though, man. Some days you have good days. Some days you have bad days. Some days you have good
1: days. Some days you have bad days. And some days you get our email that says that cannabis legalization news is on and other tips and tidbits from the collateral base. Uh, Here's the one that we sent out today. See, that's that's today's episode. Uh, And then uh, we did a membership interest purchase agreement. Hey, you can't sell your cannabis license without one of those. Oh, and then we are going to have office hours. We're starting to do that uh, because our software, I think, is confusing some people. Uh, And so we're going to start having office hours at the beginning of the month to go over our collateral based system and how we help you build out your stuff and make sure everything's compliant, complete and perfect.
2: Well, and also if you want to catch up on because uh, that's that's your side of the thing, but also our side of the thing, um, the the legal side. I'm trying to comp- contribute more to it now. I I got a friend helping out uh, doing some writing, and you know you can also catch up on all the podcasts and you know scroll down, and you'll find the blog. So.
1: Yep, we got a blog there. The blog is automatically done, but uh, I tell you, cash flows just did not support uh, this channel. This channel has an okay job of marketing my law firm but uh after trying to like turn the channel itself into a
2: business nope can't do it i think it's because we're cannabis you know it's it's so funny someone uh talked to me the other day and and we do have a lot of like viewers you know and then there's a lot of other cannabis channels have popped up since we've been doing this but uh it's just hard because we deal with weed you know how, how do you? And then
1: ours is more difficult because we're dealing with like how you get licenses and how the business works, which yeah just stinks. And so like uh, safe banking, I don't know if that would allow the algorithm to change. But if they descheduled it and it's all federally legal, and then they just regulate it like alcohol, like you go to Instagram, you'll see a commercial on Instagram for Lagunitas beer, and I'm well- like, man that is amazing. Like if I go to Instagram at, uh, you know, you follow me at campus industry lawyer on Instagram uh, and I will be reminded that I am not allowed to buy ads. Like as you like open up, you know, your little, uh, your, your page, it's like, remember this account is restricted.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I got, I got a theory about that. I, I you know, the, the AI is a lot of it. Like, you know, someone creates a program, blah, blah, blah. And it's supposed to like get data and, and react and, and grow and learn. Have you heard about the recent, uh, uh, with the Instagram and Facebook with abortion pills? Uh, no. Yeah. So, like, this is an article that just came out. There was a, a group that did a, a, a study. So, they found out that, uh, Instagram and, and Facebook were removing, uh, posts about abortion pills as far as like, hey, send me your address and I can send you. Uh, uh, these pills, whatever they were. And then all these posts were getting deleted automatically after the the, the decision from Supreme <clears> Court. <throat> and then sometimes these people would change the words to weed or gun. And those flags, those posts never got flagged. So it's weird. I think the AI is actively like it's an easier decision to just go with whatever's legal and uh, proper, but common sense says, you know, it's still legal in some states. It's a different, you know, the AI has to learn is having a trouble understanding that america is not united and
1: america's federal and so that's why and so then if there's a federal rule and the rule for uh, the other one is that there ain't none uh, and so and then the other federal rule is hemp is not it but the other stuff that has delta nine is it and they can't change it because they're freaking dysfunctional i mean for our country we don't talk to anybody unless they agree with us you know, nobody. like yeah. we're Gone. We're just such a nation of sissies that if anybody offends us now, we're like, oh my goodness, oh no, I've been offended. Oh, I, I call my therapist. Yeah.
2: Well, I think we've always been like that. If you think about, it, that's how we kind of uh uh exported the the prohibition, right? Because we made the United Nations come on board with our our drug laws. We said, you you get no funding, or else you know, you you say this is bad, dumb, dumb. dumb just
1: plain dumb hey we do have a good news story out of illinois um with this one i don't even think we need to do a bumper uh so the illinois awards 45 million in marijuana tax funding grants to support communities damaged by the drug war it's uh, from last week but uh, last friday on the 24th coming at you from marijuana moment don't forget to go over there and support them see like even with marijuana moment they only have like 34,000 followers like our sites have like you know, uh, the, the this page here has over 350,000 likes over there but then you know you really you know, can't do much with it because well, yeah it's it's
2: screened i think we combine together's powers like you know what marijuana moment needs it needs like a like a cartoon section it needs like the sunny funnies because well they can get box brown to be their cartoon section yeah but, like, all this shit's depressing. That's why with that Facebook group, I try and do a little, you know. The little Like. Yeah. Keep it light. Make a little chuckle. That's uh, it's fine.
1: Uh, and then I'm going to keep it business. And then we'll we'll create a sub-brand onto that and have some pixelated traffic so that we're tracking everybody so that we know who needs our services. But anyway. Talking about some people that may need our services one day, there are new uh, 45 million is going to go to support 148 programs run by organizations operating on relatively small budgets and communities designated as socially, economically disadvantaged by the drug war. And and so there it is, the ICJA, they have awarded 45 million in what they call the R3 program. That is the Restore, Reinvest and Renew program uh, supporting these 148 very often, they're nonprofits throughout the state of Illinois, so that that forty-five million dollars will go to the communities hardest hit by the failed war on drugs. This type of usage of funds to go to specific communities doesn't violate the dormant commerce clause because no. See, but then, if you you then preference the people and make their eligibility depend on their long-term residency in these uh, locations and there's not a federal law that says you're allowed to make that type of discrimination, you know what type of scrutiny and uh, of review the Constitution is going to give to that? It all depends on the Supreme Court. Strict scrutiny. And that's another name of a podcast (laughs) that I've been meaning to download. I'm going to be downloading the Strict Scrutiny podcast. Yeah, I watched one of them.
2: (laughs) I'm curious, though, 148 programs, 45 million. We already know the barrier entry is ridiculously high to this. Uh, recreational market uh, 140- Most of those
1: the, those programs though they're like nonprofits so they'd help with expungements from going hmm. uh, when people have been let out of prison you know getting uh, back on their feet and getting back into society. and I knew that if I didn't silence my phone while I was live there was a better than average chance that I would get a phone call. Turns out I'm always gonna make sure sh- next, next time we go live. I want you to be like, hey, Tom, did you turn uh, on Do Not Disturb? And I'll be like, no. You should. Probably should. You should. Yeah. I didn't even hear it, though, just
2: so you know. That's all right. No, I just, I mean, I get there, like, helping, like, but how many paperwork projects can you be out there? Like, 148 programs. I really want to know how many people that helps out. Like, how many people $45 million helps out in a recreational market? If it's not all expungements, you know, I mean, I don't know. hope.
1: I really hope Let's let's go down them. I mean, like you see among the grant recipients are the Illinois Prison Project, the Illinois Equity Staffing Lighthouse Recovery Organization, Resiliency Partners, NFP. We women in need recover. Each of those uh, received about 1.5 million. And uh, uh, grant amounts are in the low to mid six figures. And they received these R three grants and they are showing the world what it looks like to work towards repairing the harm. The war on drugs communities and the resources they need uh, to be equitably and sustainably r3 is the core of our fence like it doesn't necessarily say what any one of these uh things are doing
2: well it sounds like some of the the rehab ones i really i really hope they are uh shelters yeah but i also really hope that they are with good intent you know there's a lot of these damn rehab businesses out there are just collecting dollars they they profit from you not being healthy you know that's they 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 say oh don't legalize weed because you know we don't want you know the truth about drugs period
1: yeah well that sucks but uh i'm glad that they're giving these programs out and those are going to be those programs that help people uh, when they are struggling with whether it's uh, substance abuse or if they're getting out of prison because they were locked up on a for whatever reason maybe it was related to cannabis but
2: i hope so I hope so. I mean, and again, time will tell, right? You'll find out if they were successful programs because then they'll tout it, right? But if they're not, if they're failures, hopefully someone finds out and tells that.
1: If they're not and they're failures, then the next administration, which might be here as soon as January, because, again, it's an election year in uh, the state of Illinois and probably also in your state, uh, and the governor is up for re-election, and since he won, they legalized weed, and they've almost... Handed out licenses. Well, handed out licenses as well, almost. I mean, like so, the dispensary licenses should start getting handed out in about three weeks, which is exciting because then there's 185 dispensaries and there's 88 craft grows, and then those craft grows that didn't win, they have until July 7th to get those lawsuits on file. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, but uh, it's just not how they said that they were going to roll it out. It was a cluster.
2: Well, again, your lack of transparency with the the rollouts. (laughs) You know, just yeah, yeah changing the rules as you go, just added to the potential for lawsuits, just
1: the the limited market absolutely adds for the potential of lawsuits. And that was one of those, I'm not sure if that's going to be on our stuff. Did you see the the news? Yep, that's our next one. Let's go to the because this one, we can do a bumper on and then after this one, we'll play some name that strain. Cool. But uh, this one is an ironically, this is our ironic bumper. Oh my God, Mickey, you're not going to believe this. Uh, Do you know how many people applied for a cannabis license in the state of Connecticut? 37,000. 37,000 Connecticut applications for 56 licenses. This is why you don't limit your licensing because Tom foolery will come around with his buddy shenanigans and they will apply 37,000 times for one of those 56 licenses. Uh, And the application window closed just last week. So if you applied once you're statistically not likely to win, but uh, it was a long uh, process to put the application together. It wasn't a lot of, uh, it wasn't like an Illinois style application or even a New Jersey style application where you need a complete application yet but you will need it after you have uh, won this lottery, you still had to have like a lot of disclosures and a lot of your your docs and a lot of like, you know, who you are tax records, all this kind of crap. And you'd have to enter that every single time you applied. So in theory, uh, if you had enough money and resources, you would have gotten a boiler room together of uh, people with uh, computers, and then a script saying like, you just go through and you keep applying as many times as you can, I will pay you $10 an hour. They're like, maybe 20. I don't know. Uh, And that's, that's probably, I mean, like with those 37,000 apps, my goodness. Uh,
2: Still, As we just talking with the 10 for the, what, how many million Hmm? for the last state, you know, they're going to offer 10 licenses, 10 licenses
1: for 10 million people. This one is at least 56 and so it's three and a half million. million, Right. And so they're only going to have 56 licenses for 3.5 million people. That's because America is Russia. You have to remember that Americans hate competition. They love a sure thing, especially if they got the ticket for the money. That's the best incantation of America that most people you know can conceive. like I win and that's it. And then like I get money and then whoever I give this license to later has money and then we could sell this license for money and nobody else gets the
2: license. Perfect. But- even in a recre- or not regression, but the medical market, you know, like Lance Glor, you know, they, a lot of the prosecutions, Luke Scarmazzo, uh, you know, in a medical state, uh, the brick and mortars, a lot of these people were punished because they were successful. You know, all these guys could be like Burner. You know, Burner just hit a billion dollar industry with cookies. Well, uh, he hit it at the right time in the right place.
1: He was in, uh, he wasn't in Wisconsin. You know, that's the wrong place. Even right now, to try to create that industry. He was in uh, California, in the middle uh, or southern part of California, and popular with hip-hop, which I already really like the product, by the way. And then uh, he made some interesting uh, tasting and sounding strains, and then they, they rapped about it. Uh, and they were able to take that all over the country at just the right time. And like in you know, 2010, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all timing, right? Like, we all could take advantage of any time. Like like I said, I could have done with the recreational side, got growing and got involved with that if I wanted to, but I don't want to raise the cow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want an industry where I can just buy the cannabis at a low cost and, and it, let it be my medicine slash recreational time. You know, it's not a, a, a hard ask, but it is sometimes. <laughs> yep. Well,
1: uh, a lawyer from Vincente Cedarberg is uh, quoting that the state made a nearly a million bucks in application fees in the first lottery round fees to the state range from 128 to 750 bucks. And of course, uh, the social equity fee, if you win that license is hilarious, not really hilarious, like a lot. So it's 3 million bucks. So what? you have to prove that your social equity and there's income restrictions on that and residency restrictions. Uh, uh, and then you need to pony up $3 million a dough.
2: Yes. Isn't that interesting? Pretty that is easy.
1: the limited cannabis industry right there.
2: Yeah, it's just sad. It's sad, man. Like, like we we punish successful individuals and then when recreational happens, it's the big creepy MSOs who are just... You know, I told my kids the other day we we're talking about uh, some commercial came out about uh, gangs and shit violence and down south here. And I was like, you know, I'm surprised gangs are still a thing like like from and, I, and they've always been a thing, though, right from the 30s, 40s, 50s. But the thing is, I told yeah. them, I was like, look, if we were, say, a cartel like dealers and, and, and running the street on our street, right, that's fine and good because I'd be making money. But then say our street became valuable and property. Well, guess what? The bank's going to buy that shit out and there's a guy in a suit who's going to sign a little piece of paper and now cops are going to come to my house and kick us all out. Like, that's the real gangster. With a wave of a pen, someone could fuck your life up. But... Uh, Yeah.
1: And then some people will call that business and not fraud. Yeah. You know, some of the best investment marketing dollars you can spend, but you need it's a catch 22. You need to have the billion dollars to be able to spend the millions of dollars to get the types of laws that you want written so you can make billions more dollars. So that uh, that's the catch 22 of it all. Yeah. You know, most people that have won these licenses, even in the state, you know, because we've represented several of them and, uh, you know, wrote their apps and stuff. it's a, it's a problem. Like you win and you're like, Oh, sh- okay. How much? Oh my goodness. Have you looked at the price of everything right now? Try to build some good luck. Uh, and then uh, so you have, you, you have to do it, but then you don't have enough money to get it all done. And so you have to go raise money. It's like Nick was talking about, you know, one of the things that we're going to be doing here shortly, uh, I haven't started to hype it yet on the program, but I will, uh, we have a new website that's out and that we're going to be using because they're going to start awarding these licenses, even in Connecticut. Eventually, we would have to get that done because there is no regulation crowdfunding at the federal level as it is still a federally illegal substance. So that's why we have Illinois I think. Um, it is not ranking at all for this. And so I'd have to remember the absolute name of it. And, and I don't. I think my phone does go.
2: We got a comment about the FDA needs to approve hemp oil. And it, didn't they already just do this? Didn't it just happen that the FDA came out with... Oh, uh, no, that was the ASTML. That was, came yeah, out with... ASTM, uh, yeah. yeah. There's
1: not. I haven't heard... If, if the FDA came out with something, I would have heard. Like, yeah. people would have shouted that to me. Like, you know, they would have driven by where I work and be like, just hear about that! And I'd be like, jamin Christmas." I too many people know what I do. I'm moving to <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. It's
2: like my there mom. it is.
1: Oops. Yeah. IllinoisCannabisFunding.com. And this is a new tool that we're launching. Uh, to get cannabis funded uh, in the state of Illinois, uh, if you have one of those licenses and you're you're short and you got a gap, we can f- create an offering for you on IllinoisCannabisFunding.com, uh, and then soon I think the next one we'll do is Michigan. Uh, Because now we're going to start looking at numbers of licenses and this regulation crowdfunding at a state by state basis, uh, because we're not allowed to go just to. Right. Oh, right. uh, I forgot. I I was a stockbroker briefly. This is one of the reasons why I I like and know all this crap. Uh, And uh, now we're going to start doing regulation crowdfunding uh, uh, capital raises for the cannabis industry at large, at least in the state of Illinois. Uh, And then, you know, you can create your account on there. And raise up to four million dollars a year. But don't forget to go to Illinois Cannabisfunding.com.
2: Not just a stockbroker, but you're also a banking lawyer. That's like one of the bigger reasons why I do this with you. Cause you mm-hmm. actually have uh, I hate to say the like like civilian success, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's consider like the campus industry, like the, the military and everybody else, like the normies. You know, you were involved in actual, you know, like kind of like what I do with, with, with my my uh, metrology services, you know, like there is an actual industry we support and we do the actual business that's out there. Kind of like how all businesses can transcend to the recreational market. Right. If you're a marketing major, maybe you can get a job working for a marketing place. Like we, we did with the, uh, we met uh, was a green revolution that that woman who had a marketing degree. So, I mean, there's, but the real world experience, I think definitely behooves you. Oh
1: yeah. To anything. And you know, with that, let's play everybody's favorite uh, game that might get us. I don't know what gets us in more trouble, the name that strain game or me running my mouth about the the industry. Just our name. Uh there it is. And so that is this week's A Name That Strain. Game. This one's adorable. I really can't wait until photographers in the state that I reside. Can create pictures like this because you know if i was a craft grow that was launching i'd say well we need a gosh darn relationship with a good photographer so that well, we can show off our products
2: these pictures are hella expensive they, they they take like a the little bud and they'll like zoom in like different pictures like they'll snap it from different angles depths and then that picture merges and becomes this beautiful little 3d little image that and it looks kind of fluffy. Imagine like this butter be all fluffy when you uh get it and put it in the grinder and then it becomes like the the bowl on top of the grinder when you're after when you pull it up, and you're like, Holy crap, I got all this weed. Is it? I don't know what it is Say It's not white widow. Ah. it is not white widow.
1: Let me see what it is. But it see. looks really yeah, some people believe it's corn. It's not corn, guys. It isn't corn, obviously. It's also not amnesia, it's not Durban, it's not gangster. Oh, but this one, uh, we've never had this guest on the show. I would put him, let's go see if we can get this guy on the show. Uh, no promises on it, but like some Sunday, we should try to get the guy who uh, at least one of his uh, names is associated with this. Really? I think. I, I thought so.
2: I thought so. I'd have to, I'd have to check. I'm, I'm looking for a name on here. I see the description, but I don't see a name. All right. Uh, or his name. Well,
1: I, I thought I could be thinking of a different, um, uh, you know, grower that may have been responsible for this. And you're also not able to just select on Google Drive and then immediately search. And so that is a that is a bug, not a feature, as they would say. It is a uh,
2: hybrid. I can tell you that much, folks. Everything is, of
1: course, a hybrid, and it's got some parents that. Uh, no, I don't see this guy's name. Maybe, but I'd still say, well then, okay. His name isn't associated with it, so I'm not going to give anything away. We should try to get Kyle Cushman on uh, the broadcast. <laughs> on the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so we could say, hey, did you make this strain? And he'd be like, no, I didn't make that one. I mean, this one. Oh, okay. You know, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny too about well, early. You know, when I had that my first Facebook yeah. account that had like it was it was, it was uh, stacked out with friends and everything. It's he was not one strawberry
1: of them. cough, and that one is <laughs> Kyle's. Uh, and but I don't know if he also did. Uh, Kush is in the name, I will say yes. that, and then uh, then something else, but it's not strawberry cough. And um, it's a pretty bud, it is, it's a pretty one, and it's got a Kush in the name. And that's the first part of it. The second part is also one silver word, by the way. Yeah, you know, I'd like to get on
2: DJ Short. I know guy that knows DJ him.
1: Short would be great. I mean, yeah. like that would be. We would, we would have to have one particular strain that we'd do a name that strain to announce that we're going to have DJ Short on. That would be sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. We should actually just keep trying to focus on growers that have made strains and be like, would you come on our program?
2: Thank well, you. I got a, uh, uh, an old smuggler friend that watches us sometimes. Shout out to Mark. It's kind of close. Not,
1: it's wrong. It's so close. Not Platinum. And then Cush is the first name. So let's just get to it, and then we can go to the next one. Surprise, it's Cushman's. Cushmints is a uh, hybrid marijuana strain made by crossing the animal mints and bubba kush, and it's a high THC strain with a unique minty taste. Cushmints provide effects that are uplifting and happy. Complex flavor profile that tastes like mint and cookies, and it's best when grown indoors, hydroponically, according to growers. I like weed. We all do. We all enjoy it. It's one of the reasons why I got into this line of work
2: yes well you know it's funny too with cannabis i think the consumer has a different relationship with the plant than any other product right like beer i like my beer but i mean when it comes to the weed uh i'll stare at it for a little bit i'll play with the the buds look at it you know kind of examine it smell it you know i'm not getting notes from all this stuff i'm just downing things that do things
1: right on hey uh i think we have some pretty cool ones that are coming up here uh Nice. And so like, uh, I was going to just say, and we can go on the next show, but uh, exit that because somebody in theory could call uh, and then I'll just go ahead and share that one. And uh, remember, we do have this available now. If you are, if you're in Illinois, and you got a license and you're looking for money, you can always go to Illinois I think I put three ends in that I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> hey, sometimes when you're typing, you don't catch it, especially when it's a web domain like that.
2: Well, and then you get your hands on a bunch of shit, and shit happens, man.
1: True that. True that. And so with that, I think we should, you know, talk about the history of cannabis. For example, do you know how long, like, you know, when was cannabinoids extracted first and, like, isolated? What about that? You know any
2: about that history? It was, like, in the 30s, right? Well, let's talk about it.
1: So, uh... When was the cannabinoids, you know, isolated, you think, Miggy, and uh, the history of cannabis? Because we talk about the history of cannabis, cannabis
2: history with Tom and Miggy. Yeah, well, according to this uh, uh, national, uh, who is it, the NCBI?
1: Uh, yes, the NCI. That is, what is it, the National Library of Medicine, according to their uh, fly-by-night publication.
2: 1940. 1940. was,
1: 1930.
2: Well, it's pretty close, you know. If this is the Price is Right rules, you still win. Well, and the only reason why I know this is because if you look at the the patent for THC, it has mm-hmm. like this lineage of like, it references all the, you know, this one for this study, this reference, this study, you know, it's kind of interesting how like it got to it.
1: Yep. And so the first one found was CBD and it was isolated in 1940 and its structure was reported in 1963. And of course we can't talk about when cannabinoids were isolated in history of the 20th century, by the way without mentioning Dr. Raphael Mechelam. so he's all over this uh, report from the NCBI. Uh, and he did a lot of the research on it into finding uh, THC and other cannabinoids. and then eventually they found uh, the endocannabinoid system. But I didn't think they found that until later, uh, you know, because they yeah. they isolated the cannabinoids first, and then as they were you know researching why they would actually work, Eventually, they came by this endocannabinoid system, and doctors told them they were crazy.
2: Well, they didn't discover the endomite system until, like, the 80s, I believe it was. Right. So, yeah. 80s.
1: Which is amazing. I mean, like, with science, this plant has, like, so many different angles, including in its historical angle that it has the, the development of it and its isolation. And us understanding it better and better. To, through the application of science, but that it took decades because you know the endocannabinoid system's receptors must be very very small. If it took them, if it took us as a you know as a human civilization that long to discover and to isolate them, you know.
2: Well, and if you're really interested in the like the finding of the cannabinoid systems, there's a, a YouTube uh, movie or documentary. Uh, it's called The Scientist. It is uh, uh, under this uh, channel Fundación Canna. So they do. Uh, uh, it's a Spanish in Spain uh, uh, website or, or group, but uh, they have this uh, web uh, documentary. The scientists in both English and Spanish, and uh, it talks about a friend, the guy who's documenting this, is a friend of Rafael Mechelum. And Then Raphael talks about how he did his studies. Uh, he first when he acquired the cannabis was illegal. He didn't realize that. Like he just wow. called up the the, the state, uh, police department, and they're like, "Yeah, come on over and grab these pounds," and then. Somebody else later on was, you know, like, we got some of the evidence. Yeah. Like yeah it? like Mr. That. Science guy. Well, and then after he found out that he, it was illegal, what he did, then he went to the proper means. And all it was was just like, yeah, here's a little stamp. That was all it was. It was just a matter of like, and then it was Sensible,
1: good. regulate. And then at,
2: the other aspect of the history on this, which is just, you know,
1: not not lost. I me, and I just think it's ridiculous. Is this all had to be done outside of the United States. And they regulated it just like that, which is like stamp it on there, and then you do the science. Unlike what they did here, which is like burn all of it, burn all the evidence, suppress everything, do not do any evidence on this.
2: Not even just that. Remember at one time we went to Mexico to put paraquat on on the crops out there. So we We were always...
1: we were so full of ourselves in the 20th century. We thought that we could end like human nature, like by saying just say no, and then not only that, and like zero tolerance policies, and just banning Jesus. stuff outright. Uh, you know, because that's what they did. I mean, we we banned this plant, and now we're going to wipe it off the earth. You know, it's such a 20th century America way of thinking about it, like this purity test type of thing, where it's like, no, it's 100% <laughs> prohibited. Otherwise, you're bad. Go into prison.
2: <laughs> well, if you Get think about arrested. this you know are we like this this country of like right we're supposed to like all religion right but yet there's this one predominant one that god forbid if i pulled out a rug and start praying people are gonna go nuts but if you do all the other shit you know what i'm saying like this we're just ignorant like they're like oh you know they're bad because they do that whereas they're doing the same thing in our own freaking country right they're on their own like christian jihad trying to make it so like they can like tell you how to live your life which is ridiculous
1: it is, it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then, you know, what, what's one of them doing that? You know, did you see this? And uh, Maybe we should actually uh, do some type of, Oh, I know what that one is. Okay. If, if I've ever seen uh, technical difficulties, uh, this is technical difficult. It's <music> happening. Tom Miggy here with some technical difficulties. And Coulter has tweeted, uh, Pot makes you retarded. So shorter colon. Pot makes you retarded. High doses of cannabis may also lead to dot 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 changes in brain anatomy and connectivity and poor memory. They dot dot dotted in the tweet uh, as well. And this is from a retweet from the New York Times. Oh my gosh, I could retweet this. Yeah, well she was Uh, drinking. I do not want to. Goddamn bottle of wine. Uh, Uh, Is that what that is? I'm I'm just saying psychosis, addiction, chronic vomiting. As weed becomes more potent, teens are getting sicker. I mean, do you really think Do you really think that I'm not subscribing I and mean, I'm immediately paywalled? I love the New York Times by the way. Yeah. Uh, and so do you really th- think that uh, safe banking is coming? Do you really think that it's going to be legal next year? This type of stuff is still getting published and pushed in the media to perpetuate the illegality.
2: Well, and I had two seconds to read it uh, and <clears throat> before I could block you just now. And uh, one of the things that talks about, one of the the kids that said so, you know i started vaping cannabis you know when i was 16 whatever but a lot of these jackasses are getting their stuff on the legal market like that's you can't say you're starting cannabis when you're ordering it on a a, a dark web website and you know you're getting a cartridge you don't know what's where you don't know what's in why, that cartridge yeah that's why regulation yeah. is so important right it's that's absolutely
1: right because you really don't know what's in that cartridge you're just buying a cartridge and then that cartridge wasn't regulated. You didn't have any testing or purity standards, or at least like a, you didn't even have like an operator that claimed that they tested it, even if it came back hot. They, they're at least claiming that they said that it's pure and good, you know?
2: And, and again, this is why we had that, uh, uh, kids that were, you know, their lungs were, 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 were building up and like, they had like 80 year old lungs in a day, you know, it's uh, yeah. the vitamin E acetate. Yeah. You don't know uh, what type of stuff they're putting into those uh, non-regulated things. Why are you doing that? much you know and just like we had our discussion with uh, on Sunday uh with Nick him talking about like they referenced the tobacco uh studies because it's a burning inhalation like that's the most equivalent thing we can do right now is like this is what's good for your lungs and bad for your lungs you know but, but I don't understand how tobacco got towards that because after the fact they add so much shit to it later
1: <laughs> yes uh, and then but that's that's interesting and so if you're trying to stay ahead of the federal regulation curve you can look at the Uh, Pesticides that are allowed on tobacco because that's the only other types of things that's out there Regulated on a federal level that you use as you would the cannabis plant Well, look at my state
2: We have two goddamn requirements for medical and recreational cannabis Like it's still a human consumable product that should have the same Regulations, same rules That's same, that's the problem Like, you know,
1: the same, same It's never the same It's always damn well different That'll be different. It says medical. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. I don't buy it for a dollar. I don't buy it for much. So well, I mean, uh, with that, I think we've kind of beaten a dead horse regarding the uh, Ann Coulter story. Yeah, which is just ridiculous.
2: Just, well, ridiculous. I'd never give her much credit, anyways. I mean, she's she's just another mouthpiece. You know, the Hannitys. The, you know, it's funny how I don't understand how, like, what she does it, is legal, and what you
1: do gets censored.
2: Well, that and also like how these people are on major networks, when they get sued and go to court and they, their defenses, no reasonable person would take this as a as an actual truth. Like, right. You, I think you reported this on the news. Yeah. And that's that means that it's clearly lies and scripted. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a reporter. I'm just a mouthpiece like that doesn't right. give you like my you job.
1: According to the contract, says read the
2: teleprompter, period. That's it. It's just some some nutty shit. I mean, the whole side's full of nut bars. That I just I really want to say both are equal, but no, nah, man. There's the the, the the scales have tipped to like Dumville. Like, well, you're... that's that's a Dick Cheney uh,
1: historical reference, and so it, and Dick Cheney historical references news. And, I'm, and if that's if that's really why you're at for and uh, so there's some likes and subscribes for that. Give that a bumper, but um, there used to be like accountability in the airwaves, and so like if you're gonna present an opinion. Mr., I believe that you suck. And you'd have to have an editorial reply to go with that opinion to show that there's two sides to everything. Be like, no, in fact, Batman does not suck. Uh, And and so they would have to have those two sides. They got rid of that sometime under Dick Cheney's uh, career. And they talk about it in the movie Vice, which is a a good one. And so this, this thing had to be changed for Fox News to become a thing. So it probably got changed sometime in the 80s or 90s where they got rid of this rule, where you had to present both sides of the argument, politically, which, wow. again,
2: that's... Why did we stop doing that? Well, it, it, why is Fox News banned from Canada, but yet we fucking still play it? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, just... But most people think, like, this is real yeah. news. It's not, it's Fox FAUX. It's it's a whole, like, made-up channel, man. I, I well, just they all are.
1: Yeah. They're well, all, that's, true, that's true. the problem. They are all now profit centers. And yeah. so the the news is brought to you by whatever
2: America is selling right now, right? No, that's a good point. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, that's another depressing note. On yeah. <laughs> that depressing okay. note, I think we need to talk
1: about where most, com- well, where some companies can go to die, or at least to be passed on to new owners. And I'm gonna do yes. a little, little of that. You know, we're gonna be talking about our collateral base page. We haven't done that in a minute, so uh, let's do this what up everybody it's me tom with collateral base we're going to have a small how to Biz, and this one's going to involve membership purchased membership interest purchase agreements what are those well we're going to have uh, miggy come on as well and uh, we're going to discuss them because you know uh maybe you, you might be like a lot of cannabis owners that are out there that maybe have never heard of a membership interest purchase agreement or nope. a mipa as what they're called now this is a device that you use to sell your personal property called a membership interest in an llc that's what you hmm. call them an llc's this would be a share purchase agreement if we were talking about corporations most cannabis companies these days are llc's because sure. they have a lot more flexibility and um, and other reasons for having them.
2: But a MIPA would be like an agreement amongst all
1: the shareholders, I guess, right? Uh, yes, there are rules in your operating agreement restricting when a MIPA could be entered into effectively. Oh. And that means that if you are trying to buy or sell a cannabis license, there is a, a, a good probability a MIPA may be involved. Because if you look at the regulations of the particular jurisdiction, very often they only allow for the transfer of the license by the purchase of the stock. They don't allow or the membership interest. They don't allow necessarily for the transfer of the license um, to buy the assets. Uh, Which is interesting, but makes sense because when you do an asset purchase agreement, instead of a membership interest or a share purchase agreement, there's a difference in M&A. And so sometimes you just want to buy the assets. That's your asset purchase agreements. And like all the risks and liabilities, like the back pay, oh, do rent and the other issues like maybe out there with lawsuit risk or other types of risks and liabilities. Those are on you, other LLC. I don't want those. But uh, very often in the industry, you aren't the regulations say that you have to transfer the license by sale of the membership interest or the shares, and that is probably because the license was issued to a particular company. At least that's how it is in my state. It may be different in your state. We, then we could use an APA, an asset purchase agreement, instead of a
2: MIPA. But would the MIPA be like for? I mean, only for purchases, like or selling? Like that's the only big time when like big decisions would be made. That's right. And so, like, because yeah. you're
1: you're actually selling the membership interest of the LLC. Now, with people, you and me, we can't own the assets of an LLC. We can own the membership interest of the LLC. And so we have a right in the whole going concern. Uh, all of its assets, that's, you know, encapsulated into that little stock, right? At, or more membership interest, right? And then that money flows through onto you. So you want to have a nice profitable company so that equity interest that you have is paying you money you know
2: yeah yeah um for an llc though uh how, how does one acquire that like how does When you initially do that, is it the first person and then when you bring in all these other people, are they all like sign on and say, yes, we are part of that LLC? That would be a
1: subscription agreement. And so that is a slightly different thing than a membership interest purchase agreement. Uh, Because, you know, then you're allowing a new member in. There would probably be an amended operating agreement and then a subscription agreement for the new accredited investor who came in. And then you'd have to update the uh, ownership percentages as well on that. And that would probably be provided in the amended operating agreement. And that's, that's, that's more of an investor that usually a MIPA is more of an exit. You're gone. Like we are like for whatever reason, uh, litigation happens a lot and then litigation could kind of sideline the business a little bit or debt or like what happens if you get fined by the, you know, Mm. them, you know, as a corporation. Yeah. But that's kind of annoying when you get fined like that. That's usually going to end a license because if you're not allowed to sell the asset, you're just going to be sitting there trailing with like a $500,000 debt over your head. And then you'd have to work with a regulator to be like, well, how can I, uh, can, is there structured funding that I can do? Like What type of financing would you be interested in? You know how much money we're giving you on taxes. So how much more would you like? How hard is it to get an LLC? Oh, it's very easy to get an LLC. That's one of the reasons why we do them. And so uh, some states, most of them, except for Massachusetts, for whatever reason, uh, has updated their uh, LLC filings. So they're quite cheap now. Uh, corporations are quite cheap as well. And so like, uh, in uh, the last state I was looking, corporation was like 175 bucks to file 125 bucks a year to re- file your annual report.
2: Okay. So if I start an LLC say today, uh, where am I trying to go? Okay. So like, how much does it cost to start with an LLC to, to start building that up? Uh, well, uh, on
1: ours, it's actually 200 bucks, but, uh, let's, let's see here. I'll go to the... Uh, Is that going to take me to our landing page, landing page? It may. It doesn't. But then it takes us to our landing page, which then takes us to our landing page. And so you can go and retain the collateral base and get started on it. And then that'll take you to our pricing area where um, menu of services is. And and then so our retainer, 200 bucks. And then your operating agreement will charge anywhere from 250 to about 10 times that because they're all frickin different and so uh it just really depends and usually you don't even need an operating agreement then you have the default rules but then you're operating solely by the statute you see like like i said uh, there's a lot more flexibility with these limited liability companies Uh, And they used to be a lot more expensive, like, you know, the filing fee used to be like 500 bucks and then 500 bucks a year. But then most of the states changed that to, you know, spur innovation and job creation and and to make it easier to start one. So you don't even need an operating agreement. But if you don't got one,
2: how does so if I start my LLC, like how does the banking issue work with an LLC? Like, do I create a bank account under my company's name? Like, how Mm -hmm. does that? It, so that works is, is it based off my credit or is it based off like the actual company's the company's credit eventually it's the yeah. it's,
1: it's mostly going to be based off the organizer's credit until it starts cash flowing and paying some okay. taxes and That's then it. you know dun and brad street kind of has like a cottage industry on this and they'll start like reviewing your
2: company and going like we think you're worth this oh okay interesting yeah. i i just I, i've always wanted as a you know business side of things but Uh, life out of cannabis, you
1: know, and then the other thing is one of the other deals uh, we're going to start doing office hours at the firm. So uh, you should have gotten an email and then we'll be advertising this more. Come to our office hours because that's where I can really walk you through uh, the collateral based retainer system that you get. Uh, And, you know, it's software as a service, but it's a law firm.
2: It's it's still everything costs and it's a thing. And and again, if you're going to get into business, you're going to realize that already. Correct.
1: That's correct. Hey man, uh, do you got anything else for the good of the order and the people that tuned in?
2: No, I'm not, I really, really, I'm trying to make a, a bonus episode. So uh, look for that.
1: Cool. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go get back to making sure the deadlines get hit, and then the people that ordered things get their orders processed. All right. Sounds good. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always check us out at cannabislegalizationnews.com. There, I plug that site for once. Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
2: your bra kill.